The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 Welcome back, everybody, to Podcast Beyond, episode 403. I'm Max Scoville. Joining me today, Marty Sleva. Hello, everybody. Andrew Goldfarb. Hi. You got way up in there. Wow. Well, so last week, what a, what I, last week I got some tweets hey. last week. Then the video version, my face was blocked by the mic. So now I'm Now it looks visible. weird. Now it looks like that mic is doing weird things. And yeah. Jared Petty. Hi. Uh, Brian Altano is... Has Indisposed. He went to the airport. He's hunting buffalo. Some, something. He's finally getting TSA pre-check, which uh, I highly recommend. I have oh, global yeah. entry and pre-check. It's real nice. That'd be real skip. sad if you got declined for high uh, TSA pre-check. You can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm you sure have you to. Can. Yeah. For global entry, you have to apply with like your last five years of like living history and employment history. And like, there was a little while in there where I was like freelancing and like on couches, but like you can't have any gaps. Okay. So really well, wait, so like, if so you're, I, put, like, I had to put like little addresses and be like, they were like begin in February, end in February. Oh no, wait. They hold unemployment against you though. Like, what if like what if like um, your industry like shuts down or something and I'm you sure lose you your job? Self, you can put self employed during that time. I think. Okay. World's number one PlayStation podcast. Absolutely. Sounds, I'm just tired of thinking about that. I'm sorry if I'm a little bit low energy today. I think I have a sinus no, infection. I was really sick I, last week. We missed you while you were. Gone. Yeah, we missed you. Um, yeah. It's been like it's been a kind of a rough, weird week. I just kind of crashing from seven months of just kind of going hard doing mm-hmm. doing yeah. IGN stuff just and partying uh, nonstop. Uh, we got Gamescom coming up, and then and PAX Prime PAX, too, yeah. and the jury's still out on TGS and Paris Games Week. But there's that is D23, possibility. There's New York Comic Con. D23, I'm thankfully not involved with. Yeah, uh, no idea about. Have you seen the first uh, 22Ds? Uh, I heard that. I, I keep thinking it's a Mighty Duck sequel. Yeah. Like I keep thinking <laughs> that it's just like, yeah, you thought that D two was crazy. Was, that this a, one uh, was D? Was, These kids was, are all in their forties. Was now. Mighty Ducks a Disney movie? Mighty yeah, Ducks yeah. was a oh, Disney yeah. movie. Could Mighty yeah. Ducks be in Kingdom Hearts three? Uh, oh wow! I would, see, I would love it if they did like a Kingdom Hearts thing where it was all of the weird sort of like B side deep cut Disney stuff, like the Mighty Ducks animated series that came out in like, yeah. 1996, where they were aliens and they lived in Anaheim. Yeah. That Ooh, would be amazing. Race. That would be yeah. awesome. And they fought yeah. these like weird orcs. Oh man! Yeah, for totally. some reason. Uh, just entirely based on Disney cartoons, like uh, Goof Troop and Gargoyles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. They're cool. Gargoyles. Wait a minute, was Gargoyles produced by Disney? Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Marty has a good Gargoyles. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I ever told you my Gargoyles story? No, I love Gargoyles. We can totally talk about this. Podcast. <laughs> Let's pretend we're talking about speculative Kingdom Hearts DLC. Marty, I there, will always talk about gargoyles. Tell me about there it. Was Who's a, your favorite, first of all? There was a bartender. Uh, I like the little dog one. What was his name? Oh, Bronx? Yeah. Bronx is pretty uh, good. There was a character named Xanatos. Yeah, so, David Xanatos yeah. was, uh, was the main villain. <laughs> wow, didn't expect that. I was the help of Detective Elisa Maza. <laughs> That's right. That was, a, that was a fine television show. I watched show. the crap out of gargoyles. Although, uh, it was a little, it, when they got the time travel stuff, it was a little, little odd. There. Yeah, then it got weird. A bartender uh, who I had a huge crush on at uh, a bar in San Francisco called uh, Giordano Brothers. Uh, her, uh, We were talking about sometime, I don't know what we were talking about, but the, the show Gargoyles got brought up. I was like, man, that was a really car- cool cartoon. Do you remember it? And she's like, I do. My dad created it. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah! Wow! Yeah. And her favorite game was Grim Fandango. Her, fra- her wow. favorite game of all time. I would have a crush. I have a crush on her right now. She yeah, had a yeah. tattoo of Han Solo's blaster. What? Yep. A DL forty four. Then she fell off the grid. Then she fell off the grid. She didn't have any social social media, and she quit that place, and now she's off the grid. Wow! And she's famous. She's living in a wigwam at the top of a building. She's like living in a wigwam in the Poconos or something. Yeah, it's a yurt. It's pretty cool. Hey, we got some cookies with Andrew this week. 
Oh boy. Oh. Let's do it. <laughs> I kind of burped when I said that. <laughs> but you just sounded, you could not have sounded less interested in quick, quickies with Andrew. Why don't you take us, why don't you take us in the old room said, closet and give us a couple quickies. Oh, before we I start. I thought you said cookies with Wait, Andrew. Wait, before we start, oh, we should talk about these thing. little guys. If you're watching oh, the video. Yeah. Uh, yeah, aren't they great? Look at these very, very nice little If you're not watching the video, you have no idea what we're referring to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my I'll give you a hint. Yeah, that's, that's an audio. This is an audio only thing or a video only. So if you're watching the audio, you're never gonna know what we're talking Exclusive. about. Exclusive. I like that. Like these are adorable and incredible. I like that yours. Your glasses are so thick. It almost looks like you're wearing like a bandit mask. Like a like for those of you listening yeah. at home, these are um, little portraits of us done in sort of an eight bit style. Yeah, made yeah. out of perler beads, which are a delightful crafting treat. Thank you for catering to my vanity. I oh, really who, appreciate uh, this. Uh, Brian this was the one who wonderful. had the letter on who yeah. sent it. It's just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So a beard we'll, 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 we'll put him next time. We'll put him next time. I really do love how you're kind of just like one step away from the Hamburglar, though. Yeah, uh, just, much, it's great. It's adorable. Far off. I'm, sec- I'm sexy new Hamburglar. Oh. <laughs> Things Marty Sleva <laughs> says while looking into my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> just make me want to tear off all of my clothes. Yeah. I just want to burn all the clothes I own. I never want to wear clothes again. That was so sexy. Look deep. <laughs> so turned on right now. Uh, Andrew, for the love of... I just of, had grandkids. For the love uh, okay. of every... We'll we'll thing. run through these pretty quickly. Uh, no, these are big things. We top right in these the are important cookie closet. These are things. We're going to talk about them. Let's Wait. make them sh- like slightly longer than. These are delicious. These are delicious cookies. Longies uh, with Andrew. Gulper. There's a Crash Bandicoot <laughs> cartoon. Oh wait, no, there isn't. There never was one. But we found proof that there might have been one at one at some point. Tell us about the the Bandicoot. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it, it it's like a really weird theme song that plays like a like a cartoon, but uh, it was meant to be the animated intro, I believe. Yeah, um, it was it was like a demo reel or, uh, of some kind, like a proof of concept. That one of the lyrics from the song is "Play the game and tell your friends, so we'll make lots of loot." And then a giant money bag drops on them. It's just great. I like, like, yeah. This is this is undeniable proof that Crash Bandicoot is stupid. Because they kind of allude to that like three or four times in the song. They're like, yeah, Crash Bandicoot and friends are going to save the day. Also, Crash is a small brain and it's, <laughs> he's, he's a dumb man. Yeah. It's like one plus one is three. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're Did off you know this. that uh, Neil That's Druckmann incorrect. and Bruce Straley wrote the lyrics? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a real there's fact. A, there's is a that real? Twist no, I made that up. Oh, yeah. yeah. That yeah. seems like a lie. Uh, Crash Bandicoot's a weird, a weird hero, uh, hero for a couple of reasons. One is that he wears uh, jean shorts and no shirt. So him yeah. and John Cena are the two most popular figures to ever wear jean shorts and no shirts. <laughs> no shirts, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's sort of strange. I don't know if anyone yeah. else has ever done that. Uh, it's it's uh, antiquated that you say jean shorts as opposed to jorts. I don't like the term jorts. I, I like do a lot of portmanteaus. It sounds like punching someone in the neck with a sound. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, think jean shorts is better. I, I, yeah. I, I prefer that as well. Denim okay. shorts? Marty. What's that? Denim them, shorts. Them denim shorts? Yeah. yeah. They had this ever, denim couch like, at Ikea like the other day. I really wanted it. Denim couch? Yeah. That's I, I, I wanted it so badly. It's comfortable. It's going to be really hot. If you sit on that couch too long in those jeans, you're going to turn into a couch. <laughs> I can't get off. <laughs> I'm fused say, to the couch. Mom. If I could be fused to a couch for the rest of my life, I'd be all right with that. That sounds kind of like a perfect reality. Okay, so this wasn't a real cartoon. This was an animated intro. But there have been a lot of uh, video game cartoons. Are there any yeah. video game cartoons that people have actually liked? Well, I, I enjoyed the Mortal Kombat one, but I was like Ooh. 11. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't – like I I can watch the Zelda one like and enjoy it ironically. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I, I laugh at it and I enjoy it while I'm watching it, but it's not like because it's like so high quality or anything. Yeah. Not in the way like back in the day I would watch like Batman animated series. I don't think there's yeah. a cartoon that's like of that I caliber. Mean, it's really Pokemon good, yeah. was kind of a thing that it was cross media, mm-hmm. so it's sort of – but I remember as a kid uh, – like having to, to grab some channel from Chicago that didn't air in like WGN. via antenna and yeah. being able to like watch the cartoon. I think it was before the game came out in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. the cards and everything. I remember waiting for the first movie because they had like the Egyptian. Yeah, you got the Mew. Egyptian Mew. Right. Yeah, yeah, I waited to get that. Uh, I think I went to the second movie in theaters too, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my mom took me to the first. I'm one. sorry, mom. Yeah. I feel that's like all the things that I did that were like you know like I broke a towel rack once, <laughs> like I, I keyed a rental car. Because I was a kid, I feel really bad about dragging my mom to see the Pokemon movie. Yep, yeah. I feel the exact same thing. Same. It's yeah. just, there's a there's a special guilt there. No. No. See, I'm a little older than you guys, so I grew up on the video game cartoons we had. There was Saturday Supercade, mm-hmm. uh, which was like a variety show with several popular video game characters. For some reason, Frogger was like a newspaper writer. Um, huh. I don't know why. What do you and mean then, for some reason, then yeah, it's just, I I don't know. It just <laughs> seemed this odd jump from guy crossing logs to get to his girlfriend, a newspaper writer. Yeah, Frogger yeah. had my job before I did. And then Captain there was Pac Man. There was oh, Pac Man yeah. with the thing. But, oh yeah. Uh, was... And Pac Man was again both these weren't very good though. And Captain N was just trash. Captain I, N. My favorite memory of Captain N. That was a little bit before my time. But my buddy who had cable internet before everybody else, um, he used to download 
shows and stuff and put them on CDs and send them to me. And I'd be like, oh, cool, I can you know watch some fun things before BitTorrent or whatever. Uh, I have I had a disc for the longest time that was half Captain N and half just hardcore porn, <laughs> and it was so great because it was in two separate folders. So I was be like, do I want to find out what's happening in the world of our type, or do I want to see some nasty stuff right now? I like the idea of those um, two things fusing in your brain. No, like, no. whenever anyone's talking about Captain right, N, you're like, picture of me. When anyone thinks of Simon Belmont, there's so much eggplant what's wizard stuff going. For? No, that's just no, no, no. Um, yeah, I, I, another show I really liked. It wasn't based on a game, but it was based on games. Was reboot. Remember reboot? Yeah, I yeah, liked like, reboot a lot. I remember yeah. CG cartoon ever. Yeah, everyone liked reboot. I hated it. I didn't like it either. It was in the world of a, that's what was happening in my PlayStation. Yeah. That's what was going on inside, right there. I think that so. rendering. Every time I put a disc in, they got real sad, and like people's families died. Oh God! Um, no, I mean when it comes show. to good video game cartoons, outside of Wreck It Ralph, has there actually uh, been yeah. a lot? Street Fighter was all right. I mean, yeah, there's been a few, been a few good anime for that. There's, there was also the ongoing show. There's USA had like the market corner on, on fighting game mm-hmm. cartoons. Yeah, it's so a weird genre to have been like the most movies. successful things. Like that's surprising to me. Yeah, I don't know why. But Do you guys it's remember a... the the CG Mortal Kombat sh- movie? It was like a direct to video movie, and I think it came with like 3D glasses and like maybe a soundtrack. No, or something. definitely don't. Never seen it. Was, it is one of the, and I use this term loosely. One of the assiest things I've ever seen. <laughs> Wait, just really other than that folder of porn on your, uh, on your <laughs> CD. That was, that was great. That was a great. That was a great CD that I had. A great burn disc. Now, I have. I've never watched either of these, but apparently the same animation company that made this Crash Bandicoot thing made full seasons of Earthworm Jim and Wing Commander. I remember Earthworm Jim. Earthworm I remember Jim was theme song. Yeah. Earthworm Jim was like was maybe. I'll put it this way: it was better than Road Rovers. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was a better it show of like the Road Beetlejuice Rovers. cartoon. It was like weird and, and it was okay. it was ch- kind of chasing that Ren and Stimpy ghost. Yeah, totally. but, you know, I feel like Wing Commander done in like like anime style with a decent script could yeah, actually be like a Robert real. Yeah, yeah, it would yeah. Be, just be kind of a cool cartoon show. I would or watch Mark that. Hamill. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's you know some Mark Hamill from yeah. Wing Commander three touch. I have a feeling Ratchet and Clank the movie could be the next really great one. I mean, it's like TJ. I hope so. Yeah, he's such a good writer. Like yeah, and it's sort of just taking the core story of the Ratchet and Clank PS4 reboot remake. You don't think the Heavenly Sword? Animated movie will be the next good one. Maybe I wasn't a big ah. fan of Heavily Sword, honestly. I yeah, I like Enslaved and uh, DMC. I a like Enslaved a lot. I don't know, um, the Crash Bandicoot thing is, is interesting because it, it really is kind of a throwback to a time when video games were just they were trying to be cartoons. You know, like they were still kind of like like Sonic the Hedgehog was totally like oh, that was, I mean, that's that totally was okay Julia White. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I, I actually legitimately uh, enjoyed that as a kid. Like, really? I watched, like a good couple of years of that. Let's go get some chili dogs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on, Tails. What's the? Oh, that's that... pretty good, Julia White. Thanks. I think I have a sinus infection. <laughs> if I didn't mention that already. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, Hideo Kojima. This is good. We did a lot of Kojima stories last week. This one's actually really interesting. Um, hey, Marty. Yeah, buddy. Do you think Kojima hinted at his departure in Ground Zeroes? Maybe. <laughs> Explain so the there's story. Uh, one of the uh, one of the like side side missions or side ops or whatever they call them in uh, Ground Zeroes. It had you uh, using this uh, like black light scanner thing to uh, remove uh, a series of logos. Was that the that was one of the console exclusive ones, wasn't it? Ooh, that's was a good it, question. I think it was the I think it was the one where you got the the classic snake one, the snake skin. Snap, oh, the eight bit snake. Classic was, snake skin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the, I like, Are we back I to like, his DVD, DVD like again? Snakeskin is just this, as like a, a rude kid in the back of your fifth grade class, and he like knocks over a waste basket. Like classic snakeskin, <laughs> GI Joe character, you know maybe. It. <laughs> uh, but so you're erasing logos uh, across the base, and when you get them all, you get a message that say, uh, although the name may be erased, the memory will live on forever. Yeah. Which is really we like very cryptic. Yeah. It's either yeah. just a, a weird coincidence or like a very poignant. Uh, uh, look at what was to come. Yeah. So I don't know if I mean this was uh, Ground Zeroes came out last spring. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean it's so. also worth noting there's a mission where you rescue Kojima himself, mm-hmm. which yeah. is kind of I think it's kind of a weird like I mean obviously it sucks that they're taking his name off of stuff because mm-hmm. he you know it's it's his it's his baby you know yeah. but he's also he's also in it like he's a mission in the sort of the, the prequel to that yep. whatever and you have to give him his glasses back and he's all like. Kept you waiting, huh? Or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, okay, whatever. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Scott Sharkey pointed out once that, that Andy Kaufman or that uh, Kojima is kind of the Andy Kaufman school of game design. You know, mm-hmm. you're just dealing with the, what the enormous practical jokes that layer on each other. I don't know. I, I I've given up trying to interpret what the man's doing. I, I I don't know if this was meant to be prophetic or not, but. I like the fact that he just does zany stuff like this and leaves it open. Yeah, and it might have even been that he knows his time is winding down. Like, maybe he doesn't want to work on Metal Gear forever. Maybe he was excited for Silent Hills and figured, like, he was going to take a 
break after this. Like, mm-hmm. we don't yeah. Know. So, yeah, but it is really interesting. interesting. Yeah, it is really interesting. Honestly, and and just more and more as all these stories are coming out, I am so excited to see how Phantom Pain turned out because mm-hmm. everything we've played so far was incredible. Also, I love that we don't know anything really about the main campaign. Like, oh no, absolutely. But that's yeah. like it's like, kind of like that, and that and the new Star Wars are both sort of like appropriately buried and yeah. we've seen like yeah. a good chunk of them but we still haven't seen anything yeah it's yeah seriously I played two hours and barely scratched the surface of the campaign we need to have Jose in here some week because he played almost yeah. ten hours mm-hmm. uh, and he has a better grasp on all the weird stuff you could do in that yeah. game um, so yeah really excited for that what was that September 1st I believe, I believe so yeah, yeah. Really excited. I was actually they, were, they had some new uh, the new Play Arts Kai action figures at Comic Con mm-hmm. and one of them was one of the characters that we see for a second in one of the Phantom Pain trailers but it's like I'm guessing a boss of some sort, but like this, uh, we've got the, the somebody put their phone on silent. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's vibrating. It's it is on up, silent. Up mo- it's on it's on it's on silent. Keeps sounding like a little tiny car honking. Okay, <laughs> but, uh, no, that's just <laughs> the vibration was, there. It's like one of the. I think it was one of the Phantom Pain before we knew it was Metal Gear, and there's the flaming whale, and there's the oh yeah, yeah, yeah Moby Dick Studios stuff. Yeah, but there was a. It look it looks sort of like kind of kind of psychomantisy looking character, but like so. Uh, there's a handful. Uh, I actually played as them. When you rescue, there's a mission early on where you rescue Master Miller after he's been tortured, and uh, as you're trying to get to the evac chopper, this group of like, they're almost like an amphibian drop ship Power Rangers, but they're really like messed up and psychic, and like the way they move is like really like it's almost like the girl from the ring, where like they take <laughs> out frames and she's all like shifty and like her bodies their bodies are contorting, uh, but they have weird psychic powers and they can like appear behind you and one hit kill you. So they might have been those guys. Those guys were huh. mean. Hmm. The way I got around them was uh, telling my horse to run straight forward. Yeah, and I we think they, about this. yeah I they killed that. my horse, and I just. Went around. That was why. I think that was why Altano got really mad at the horse thing. It all stems from this. Yeah. Uh, Now that Altano's not here, we can talk about killing horses as much as we want. It can be. I hate kill a horse live today on the show. Stay tuned. I don't want to kill horses, but I don't like them. Huh? Mean, mean yeah. creatures. You just want to hurt them real bad. Yeah, the, no, I don't want to hurt them at all. But they're the joker. Are you just of saying that because your favorite food is apples and sugar cubes? <laughs> no, I was always eating all your favorite food. <laughs> Those two facts are unrelated. Are I love any, apples and sugar cubes. Is there any barley no. left? No, no, the horse ain't at all. No, they're mean. They, they they bite. They kick. They're aggressive. They're unpredictable. They they're temperamental. They, they do. They have huge yeah. teeth. I saw. Yeah, I saw. Mm-hmm. When I was in Australia, I went to a thing called the Melbourne Cup, and. Yeah. Uh, so like a fancy room, I got to see the horses. They're pretty cool. Did no, I invite you. First time I met any what horses. Weird, just a, I invite me. Just a weird little, just little. I've had a weird a, life. A path there. Yeah, I have a really I went weird life. I'm in a room full of horses. They were. Who else? Were there like fancies in the room? Yeah, there were a lot of fancies in the room. There were people making bets on horse racing that were like more than I will ever make in my life. That's awesome. Yeah, it was crazy. No, yeah. horses are legit delicious. So uh, outside of the horse, they, right. they really. Uh, all right, so, moving on. No, no, they, so, uh, they, so yeah, news coming out of Evo. Out of the Evo tournament this weekend, we found out that. And this is actually Evo. So Evo is a big fighting game tournament. Uh, it's every year. It is kind of the there. There are other you know tournaments throughout the year, but it is kind of like the definitive like fighting game tournament, um, at least in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is uh, like there's really high level uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, uh, Street Fighter. Uh, this year they had Catherine competitively, which is fascinating to me. That's really cool. Did you see the video uh, of Guilty Gear? Yeah, that's really cool too. Now, there was a Guilty Gear tournament in the finals. I think it was the finals. Uh, a guy thought that he had won the last round, and he got up and started gloating and realized it wasn't the last round. And like by the time he could get back to his controller, the other guy had already beat him in the last round. Yeah, <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah, which yep. is really good. So and no, then kids don't gloat. Yep. Nope. And uh, Smash Brothers has been there the last couple of years. So anyway, big fighting game tournament. Uh, there, the past couple of years, I think there was a big. There were like big Mortal Kombat nonsense there last year, if I remember right, or maybe the year before. Um, and this year, Street Fighter announced some stuff. They announced a new character, brand new to the game, not like, you know, not an existing Street Fighter character. But more interesting, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is uh, they announced, so if you followed Street Fighter 4 and, and 3 even, there have always been like multiple Super Street Fighter 4 yep. arcade edition. Yeah. Like they, they kind Super of iterate on it. That, that goes, yeah. yeah, that goes all the way back to the beginning yeah. of fighting games. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting. Uh, there will not be a Super Street Fighter 5 they announced this weekend. So basically the way it is, you will buy this game. There will be free uh, updates for balancing and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then you'll be able to unlock additional characters and things with in-game currency if you choose to. Mm-hmm. I think it's incredibly smart. Yeah, I, I agree. honestly wish that I wish that we had a model that was something between like season pass DLC stuff and like game of the year edition and just like buy this game we're going to be adding to it, you know, yeah. like kind of what Nintendo's been doing with Splatoon where they kind of roll stuff out, you know, and they're yeah, like, like make it a platform. It's like what we've yeah. all been waiting for like Just Dance and Rock Band and all those things to do like just stop with the numbered sequels and just put yeah. out one and then every year you add to it. Expansion packs are a they're symptomatic of physical media you know like that's not something we need to do anymore and like I think that this is really cool it's sort of weird because it's like 
they're also like you can you can unlock stuff, which is really interesting. At the mm-hmm. same time, they're like you you can buy the DLC or you can just be really good at the game and unlock it in game. Yeah. And the whole thing is, if people are playing their game, their game is like. Like you know, it's that, it's that peer pressure effect. You know, like it's yeah. gonna be. They they want to have an active community. They understand that that's. I think it's. I think it's really smart from every every angle. You know, my my one question about how this is going to work is that fighting game ecosystems are constantly being rebalanced. I mean, that was a big characteristic of major fighting game uh, iterations. You know, there were three main Street Fighter threes, but the, but you, you go through series after series, and every iteration rebalances the rules for the character roster in a very careful kind of systematic way, mm-hmm. and they work really hard to get it right. And this isn't fighting game franchises from Street Fighter, but on to pretty much everything that's taken seriously. I wonder how you do that in a world where not all the fighters are, are present. Yeah. Uh, that that troubles me a little bit. I, I, I'm not married to getting straight editions out. I, I think yeah. that it is smart to, to roll out individual characters. It's a neat way to do it. But I do think you're going to have to be very careful how you're, you're going to still have to have standard play fields that operate pretty much the same way these tiers do or you are going to have your balance break down as you introduce new characters. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's similar to how like how shooters do it, isn't it? Like they kind of just they will tweak a gun. They'll be like, "We made the Glock less powerful." And then a bunch of people who work for Infinity Ward get death threats on Twitter or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like they're going to yeah. be making minor shifts here and there, but as opposed yeah. to But but for fighting games, it's not just one weapon that you choose. I mean, for a lot of people, they lock in on one person and that is their character. Yeah. Uh, that you you if you Tweet and people did tweak between editions, and they get less powerful. And you grab somebody else, and maybe that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's really interesting. I, I would, I would a, assume it's not like frequent. They're not going to be like weekly patches or anything, right? I would assume yeah. it's still an event when one of these patches comes out. It's just not going to be a requirement that you buy a whole new thirty or sixty dollars skew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, uh, I'm sort of so they say there will never be a Super Street Fighter Five, but I'm wondering like, will there a year or two down the road be like a Game of the Year edition where it has all the DLC characters? Like, or yeah. maybe you even do like on the marketplace, right? You can buy like all the DLC released so far for thirty bucks or like a bundle mm-hmm. deal kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would imagine there are kind of slight exceptions to this, like something like a Game of the Year edition when they're done or something like that. Um, I think they're just saying that like. You can buy the base game and get up to date. I, I just yeah. hope that we don't end up in a situation where, you know, I, I enjoyed Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition more than I enjoyed Hyper Fighting, for example. Yeah. Am I going to be in a place where I can't play Champion Edition, it, the equivalent of one edition anymore, and have to play the newer one that I don't like as much because the game has moved on? Am I going to lose my old platform where before I could have gone and found competition at that level? That that worries me a little. Yeah, I wonder too. Um, I mean, this is obviously me speaking. I'm very naive when it comes to fighting games, so maybe I'm just dumb and uneducated. But um, No, they're impenetrable. Uh, well, yeah. Well, I'm just curious, like, with this being on only PS4 and PC, like, I, I most people use fight sticks anyway, so I imagine platform doesn't necessarily matter. Um, but are there Xbox players who are going to suddenly have to learn a whole new control scheme well, or something? That, games that come on Xbox. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. People who play Street Fighter 4 on Xbox, are they going to suddenly, oh. like, be... Is, is only being on PS4 and PC going to suddenly be harder for some reason, or does it not matter because of fight sticks? I think that I think because the control schemes have been so standardized over the years, I don't think we have to worry too much about that, yeah. um, especially since an Xbox controller and a PS4 controller are almost one-to-one functional at this point. Were they, again, I apologize to people who think I'm dumb for asking these questions, but uh, were there different balancing on Xbox versus PS3 for last gen? I don't um, think so. I, I may be like, expressing my ignorance, but I don't believe yeah, so. I don't think so either. Uh, just all one consistent updates for one came to everything. I think so. Yeah. Interesting. Also, uh, we ran a poll just over the weekend about what Street Fighter character uh, the IGN community wanted next. And, and we chose uh, the right one. We chose my favorite. Uh, so the one, the one that, this was a community choice, but uh, number one uh, was Blanca. Yeah. Uh, number Just behind Blanca was Akuma. Uh, and then I think Guile there in third. I was also happy to see Mike Hagar uh, get almost eight percent of the vote, even though he wasn't. I don't know why you said bit, you know? just behind Blanca when he lost by like ten. What? Oh no, never I mind. I can't. No, read. no, it's like one percent point. Right, one percent. I, I, I was looking down at Guile. I didn't <clears throat> see that. Okay, no. I, as a kid, I pronounced him Guli. Did you so really? know how to pronounce Guile? Yeah. yeah, is that yeah. What, is, what is named in Poland? Yeah, his Ghoulie. <laughs> well, I wonder. If, well, we see Guile with with Charlie, and I mean, now that they can release characters all the cart like this, I'm sure we'll see Guile because I mean, they don't I imagine buy him. These, but. The top three characters specifically will be. And I don't think we've seen Delson. like Blanc is not confirmed yet. No, Blanc is um, not confirmed yet. He, um, he probably will. Yeah. But with Charlie there, uh, see, that's the other thing. You know, now we know they're going to sell characters because people will buy them, but. Charlie and and Guile, depending on the moveset you give them, are they going to be too similar? <laughs> Although yeah. Ken looks so different this time around from Ryu yeah. that like maybe they are yeah. finally differentiating a little Do you, more. So Street Fighter Four, any of the editions, they really didn't like delve into sort of guest characters, did they? What like, like uh, sort of like how like how, how how oh uh, no no Jasons and Predators running around yeah. the yeah. way that, so, that, I mean, that worked. I, would, uh, I don't know, personally. I know. 
people like Vince are really uh, against the idea of guest characters, but I think it'd be cool, especially just like delving into their Capcom library a little bit. Like put like Leon Kennedy or someone in there. Street Fighter is the one franchise that I feel like is so like pure and unadulterated in that way. Like the fact that they're even introducing new characters was upsetting people this weekend that um, they announced a wholly new character Mm -hmm. for Street Fighter V and like I think a lot of people are excited that someone new but then I also saw comments on like Gaff and stuff where people were just complaining about them not sticking to the core. Well the reason I put Hagar in there is because they did do that with Cody once. I mean they have done it uh, before. That's Cody ended up in Street Fighter. Was that Cody from The Sweet Life with Zack and Cody? No, no. That was was Cody from uh, was the brawler with uh, Final Zach or Cody, who is uh, in that movie about being a popular? Know the movie I'm talking about? Oh, the Wax. The Wax. The Wax. Yeah. yeah, is that Zach Jonathan or Cody? Levine? Yeah. Movies really Why good. Did we, we're the only three people who saw The Wackness. Yeah, I like The Wackness a lot. It had uh, Ben what, Kingsley quoting. It had what's her name from. Um, yeah, and it had uh, Method Man and one of the. What's Olsons? the girl's name? Um, uh, God, I always forget. I always want to say Emily Blunt, but that's not it. No, it's not Emily Blunt. It's, uh, there were Blunts in that movie, though. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? It's a great movie. What's her name? Gabby something or something? She's in. She's in something else. I've oh man, I'm the worst. Yeah, she was. She was. Uh, she was. Um, no, Judge it wasn't, Anderson that and, wasn't uh, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. That was Drake and Josh. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here. We do okay. this sometimes. Apologies. Okay. Th- this is a good one for Jared. This last one. Uh, Odin Sphere is coming Ooh. to uh, PS4, PS3, and Vita. Yes. Let the people rejoice at the coming of Odin Sphere. Did you guys play it? I did. Yeah. Okay. I played yeah. a lot of on PS2. So, nope. so yeah. Okay. So Odin Spear is this beautiful 2D side scroller. Uh, it's being released by Atlas, but it's you know by the guys from from Vanillaware that uh, that that same hitters did. If you've ever played Muramasa, which mm-hmm. is the most eye bulgingly gorgeous Wii game yeah. uh, of them it's, all. It's and, really good looking uh, on Vita, too. And, and, and Dragon's, Dragon's Crown, Crown yep. right? Dragon's yeah. Crown is... I know Beyond listeners love that yep. game. A lot of butts yeah. in that yeah. game. Dragon's Crown and, butts and, and boobs and different yeah. body cracks of all yeah. sorts. And back game, in the yeah. day, the, the criminally <laughs> uh, the, the criminally <laughs> forgotten uh, Princess Crown, which uh, unfortunately we will probably never see because I, I don't remember where I originally heard this, but allegedly uh, they lost the source code and the PSP version's all emulated and uh, there's no way to actually build it from the ground up anymore except to just completely restart. That's not uh, good. Which is why we'll never see that beautiful game. That's I played that on Saturn in Japanese, and that's beautiful. Anyway, Odin Spear is just just lovely. It's one of the prettiest video games I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It was released on the PlayStation 2. Uh, it's getting an HD update. Uh, it's going to be high definition. It's going to be simply gorgeous. It's also a very entertaining side-scrolling video game with a neat what, little story. What type of game is, is it? Uh, kind of, I watched the trailer for this, but I never it's, played it. It's a, it's a, it's a side-scrolling or? action RPG. It's like a real, it's real-time hack-and-slash combat, but there are a lot of deep uh, RPG systems. Okay. Yeah. It's it sort of like telling this Norse... Yeah, a lot of talking. There's this sort of Norse mythology story that's running through it. Uh, there are multiple characters you play as where you sort of see the different sides of the war yeah. that is raging. Uh, the levels are interesting because they're these side-scrolling levels, but you they're like circular, so if you go right far enough, you end up back mm-hmm. in the beginning. And the, and the combat, the action yeah. R- RPG combat, well, one you have this kind of deep RPG end, and then in the other, there's an almost fighting game feel to yeah. the encounters, but not quite. Mm-hmm. It's not quite that deep. It's quicker and snappier, and everything takes place in a few seconds, but you have a lot of options. Yeah, uh, a, lot of, a lot of crafting, a lot of food. Yeah. I remember some cooking. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Again, anything that 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 these guys have ever worked on has just been gorgeous. It yeah. looks nothing else looks quite like it. Uh, it's like seeing a painting come to life on your on your TV screen. Yeah, and uh, it, even in SD, this game mm-hmm. is still pretty. Yeah, uh, so it's gonna be gorgeous on Vita and on PS4. They also tease that they're doing a new game entirely. Yeah, yeah, listen, partnering on something, yeah. which is super exciting. They uh, did one of those great teasers where it's got a rating at the beginning. And it's like here's some a, logos. And it just says coming soon. It doesn't even give you a name. You're like, what? What did I just watch? I, yeah. So to get it's oh. finally that ESRB video game we've been waiting for. <laughs> so to get ready for this, you know, go back and play uh, Dragon's Crown if you haven't already. You owe it to yourself. Get out there, find some friends, and play it. And uh, grab Muramasa on your Vita uh, if you uh, don't have that. That's a must play on the Vita. Uh, simply That's wonderful. It's a Muramasa play. Ah, uh. oh, look at that. Uh. Nicely done. Are uh, you applauding yourself? Yeah. But I never thought I'd no, see Odin some, Spear get an some, HD remake. Someone else, was, someone else was applauding me. Oh, I'm sure. Several, I can't, several people, I'm sure. I can't figure out how they're going to make money on this, but I don't care. I'm just so happy. Yeah, because you're going to buy it 11 times. That may be it. Yeah. Probably need to sell more than 11 copies to make money, though. Yeah. Uh, everyone a, buy 11. There's a new Godzilla game. Jared, you played Ooh. this Godzilla game. I did play this Godzilla game. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, this follows in the grand and glorious tradition of Godzilla games by sucking. Um, I oh. was really excited about it, but you know, we kind of tipped off a few months ahead of time when they said, "Oh, by the way, there's no local multiplayer in a Godzilla game." That's kind of yeah. Your, yeah so this right was there. exclusive to PS3 and PS4. Correct? Yeah, the, this uh, I played the PS4 version, and it is. Um, 
it's fugly. The monsters look fine, but the environments look like they were made on a PS2. Um, I can forgive that to a point in a budget game. Unfortunately, the controls are simply awful. They were trying to make you feel plodding, but you're steering. It's almost like Resident Evil tank controls. You're steering with the shoulder buttons uh, to move around, and you plod, and you feel... You feel too much like a man in a rubber suit. You just do not have enough combat options. You really only have about four moves for mm-hmm. each of the monsters. They're lovingly rendered and animated, but it's just not a lot of fun. You're trying to destroy things, and you keep growing, and you have this mechanic that's built around that, but it doesn't work very well. They're, most Godzilla games have been bad, um, uh, yeah. with a couple of exceptions. And that goes way back. I mean, even the, one, the NES Godzilla was terrible. Uh, yeah. you know, And things like Real-Time Monster Attack Simulator weren't any good. There's really only... A couple that I like. I love Destroy All Monsters, which is kind of the pro wrestling with Godzilla on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. If you guys have yeah, well, played yeah, that, that one. That was yeah. that's a fun one. And the other one, uh, there's a wonderful fighting game for the Super Famicom, uh, which is uh, it's Street Fighter with Godzilla, mm-hmm. and it's completely entertaining. Damon and I have spent a couple of hours here in the Primal office Ray, playing don't it. You? No, no, it's no, it is not. Do not equi- do not sully the majesty of Godzilla with the, with the with crap Primal that is Primal Rage. Rage. Yeah. Fart. But um, <laughs> no, that, on the ground. That's uh, the titles in Japanese, but it, it's a neat. It's got some neat mechanics. It has a stun mechanic where you'll get somebody and kind of knock them down, and then if you roar at just the right time, you'll scare them. Uh, and the other monster will freeze, and mm-hmm. you can pick them up and do something awesome. It's oh, a fun yeah. game. It's that's weird that there have been a lot of good kaiju games, but just none of them have really been Godzilla. I like War of the Monsters a lot. Uh, Obviously, Rampage has its place in history. Even, like, certain levels, like the, uh, the... uh, Lungfishopolis level in uh, Psychonauts. Oh, where wow. Raz, where Raz is like a mass, you know, he's a massive kaiju. Yeah. Town. That level's great. Uh, I would love um, a, I've been thinking this a lot lately, I would love a black and white game and I think Godzilla could be great for that. Like, I'd love to see a oh, game that man. is like a really that looked like awesome. an old toy. Well, actually, uh, I like think, Sepia Tone or something? Yeah. 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 I think there's oh, yeah, a filter just, for this game that does that. Yeah, uh, that's it was, kinda, I've seen it advertised in Japanese. That's pretty cool. I mean, at this point, like the fidelity of a even a really crappy looking PS4 game is mm-hmm. miles beyond what they were working with back then. Yeah, yeah. So I'd be really interested to see something like that. It just sucks that it. Like I remember hearing about this getting announced, and I kind of like my ears perked up for a minute, and then it was like, "This is going to be bad." No, yeah. and it's such a great roster of monsters. Sure. There is a lot of love in the game, and it's just I can't figure out what went wrong. I don't know if they ran out of money. I don't know if they got lazy. I, I, I mean, is the I don't know is the problem of sort of just playing as something that big is that inherently the problem like would a, would a Godzilla game be better if you were playing as like a civilian no I don't think so because there have been games like that and they've been bad too yeah uh, they've gone with that several times and even on people have managed it on really primitive computers there's a game called um, uh, oh uh, now I've forgotten there was a Godzilla game on C64 even mm-hmm. it was good uh, it, just moving around knocking buildings down finding monsters that's not hard yeah. uh, you can't I think I've speculated on this a lot and I think uh, I think most of it is trying to make a but a big budget Godzilla game may be the problem. I think the more people that get involved, yeah. the more ideas get in the room, and I think maybe some, sometimes they try to do too much. Yeah, yeah, uh, like an indie two D one could be interesting too. Yeah, I'd, like, I'd love that. I'd, I'd be pretty happy with just a Godzilla mod for like something like you know GTA. And just destroy, yeah. the, destroy the city. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah. I want, yeah. That sounds wonderful. Movie Even, monsters. That's the name of the C sixty four. They had um, on the SNES SimCity. They had like all those scenarios, and I, if I remember right, one of them was like a Godzilla. Oh, thing. a Bowser yeah. would show up and destroy yeah, the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but, yeah. 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 but in the original yeah. SimCity, it was like a yeah, Godzilla like yeah. monster. Yeah, he's. Yeah. Yeah, really you used to be able to grab the license. It, there's a way to make it work. They're having strategy games like that. The real t- real time attack simulator is like Advance Wars with Godzilla. See, um, that to me is like the way to do it. I think that sounds awesome. Yeah, it just really wasn't very well done. But uh, yeah. if you did it right, it'd be, it could be really good. Well, the cool one would be like an asymmetrical fighting game where you've got one monster is good and trying to protect the city, and the other one's bad, and it's sort of like it'd be kind of like the um, the most recent Godzilla movie kind of became that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's huh. like it would be kind of it'd be the score is affected by you know or the who's winning is affected by how much damage gets done so mm. you're trying to sort of like limit the collateral God, that's damage that's interesting it's almost it'd like, like the, sort of the, like, like Splatoon where to bring it up twice almost like where it's like territorial based uh, yeah like, but it would also be like the like the cops and triad like skill trees and sleeping dogs there's, yeah, there's like something you can you can run over parking meters but it's gonna really look bad as a cop yeah but you can yeah. break a guy's neck and it's gonna make you look cool as a gangster there's <laughs> a there's a mode in the new game that's kind of like that it's just badly implemented it's a great idea that's how, how I would do game it where four humans try to kill a monster oh that but hmm indeed <laughs> what could yeah. that be yeah you know what the worst Godzilla game was that crappy level from Bart's Nightmare Oh, that that is. You remember that level? Yeah, I, Bart's Nightmare is a, that is a weird game. That's a real bad game. That is a really strange video game. Oh yeah, no. 
So, yeah, was that yeah. wait Bart's Nightmare or Virtual Those, Bart? Uh, Bart's that Nightmare. was in Bart's Nightmare. Yeah, okay. Okay. Those are both Bart's games Bart. on yeah. the in the 16-bit generation. I remember that was it the Virtual Bart level where you're like a dinosaur the first time. Oh yeah, where it's actually like it's really uncomfortable because it's like Bart is a gallimimus and you're like, yeah, this doesn't look right at all. <laughs> yeah, do I, do I see a weenus? I think the worst Godzilla game I've ever played one of the, one of the Super Famicom ones is just you walking through buildings slowly like with a little meter bouncing underneath mm-hmm. and it is terrible. Um, yeah, we, uh, we talked about. Uh, last week, Max, did you play the uh, Morpheus demo? That's like yeah. asynchronous, where you're the you're yeah, the monster. You move stuff your head. With your face. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting to me. Um, I think we talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it on the show last week, but it's the first time I saw Morpheus as a, uh, a like a social thing, to where one player is wearing the the helmet and or the the mask and is sort of they're they're viewing from the eyes of the monster and you can use head tracking to sort of knock things over and then the other players are playing on a tv using controllers and they're controlling the little playroom robot dudes and Mm, they're like trying to take the monster down so it's like i like it's almost like what nintendo does with the wii u like the player on the gamepad is a different experience than the people with the controllers yeah Yeah. if i were gonna make a a new godzilla game i think maybe i try to hire the guys that make like wwe games or something uh something like that yeah oh yukes yeah i don't know why i got really i got real excited i think you still makes still makes wrestling games sometimes, yeah. don't they? Yeah. They've been doing that so. forever. What if FromSoft made it? So That's my if? that's my suggestion for everything. Squaresoft to make like Final Fantasy Tactics. I'd Ooh, that. I could yep. do that. Uh, we don't what, have ro- the- what, about, what about Rocksteady? You know, they, they took Ooh, Batman and wow. a really, really good bunch of Batman games that yeah, they, took a... They made I'd the- see, I would love to see them do something different. Like, that's what I'm most yeah. excited to see from them. Yeah. Harry yeah. Potter. Harry Potter. Harry yeah. Potter. That yeah, would be Harry incredible. Yeah. That's all I want. Um, Andrew... Hey, you've been playing a video game. I yeah, I started a, a Vita video game. In fact, um, those that, still exist. That I really well, some of them. What's it called? Uh, it's called Lost Dimension, um, and I can't say a ton about it yet. Uh, but it comes out, I believe, the end of the month. It's an Atlas game, mm-hmm. and it's really cool. It's uh, an RPG, but it almost scratches its like Danganronpa itch in that it's um. That sounds real gross. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, something you'd get while riding the bus. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, so basically you're uh, you know. Pretty typical, like, there's a very, very, very basic story from the beginning is, like, there's a bad dude, and he has essentially, like, launched a missile that's going to wipe out the world in, like, 13 days, and they're like, oh, my God, like, who can save us? It has to be the gifted. And I think there's, like, a dozen of them, and it's this dude who's like, yeah, like, if you can stop me, I'm on top of this tower. Uh, you have to stop me to take out these missiles. Like, pretty basic setup. Uh, but then these characters are really interesting because, basically, I, I believe it is a dozen and you have this mechanic where it's like everyone has their own gift. So like one is a healer, and like one can like teleport, and like every, there's like someone who levitates. Like they have like these different abilities. Um, and battle system's pretty cool. But my favorite thing about it is that there's this system where uh, the bad guy, one of the members on your team, is a traitor, is a oh. is a kind of inside man for the bad guy, and you have to determine who that is. And the idea is like you essentially have like trials, and you essentially have like much like Dangan Rampa, where you are determining who this person is, and you can accuse other people. And you maintain trust with your party, and basically, like the more they trust you, the more effective they will be in battle. Um, and if you find the traitor and and kill them, then that is no longer available to you as a member of your party. And basically, I believe the first traitor is set, but then from then on, they're dynamic, like it's randomized. Um, so it's really interesting because if you level up one party member and they end up being the traitor and they're gone, then you're stuck with a bunch of low level people. So you have to kind of balance it out. And I don't know, it's really cool. But then you were telling me, <clears throat> like, if you falsely accuse someone. They'll, like, like, hate you. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, and they're then never going to trust you. Much less effective in battle. So, wait, what is... So, you're describing trial stuff. Like, what's the actual, like, minute-to-minute game? Like? So, I don't know that I can say a ton about, like, mechanics so far. Okay. Um, like, I think the embargo for it is very soon. Well, can um, I say it? Because you told me. Yeah. You told me and no one told me about it. <laughs> mean, so, basically, like, the actual gameplay is, like, JRPG battles. Like, I mean, you have this cool system where you're... It's almost like... It is turn-based, and you have, like, your party of a few characters, and you can rotate between them, and, like, basically, like... One character, like, say you have your healer and someone needs to be healed, you can use him. But if everyone's at full health, he can defer his turn to somebody else. So basically you can move on to, you know, the offensive guy or, like, make it so, like, somebody gets two turns. There's also, like, depending on – because you're moving in 3D space uh, and you only have a a certain amount of distance. But you can reset it as many times as you want to make sure you're doing your turn the way you want to. But if you attack from behind, like, a back attack does more damage. If you attack too close to somebody, though, they'll get a counter on you. But if you can have two party members around an enemy, then like you'll get an assist from that party member. Oh, like wow. it's like I really like the battle system. It's it's really cr- <laughs> so oh, much no. fun. Knocks over my bead self. Um, it's it's really cool. I'm very early, so I'm sure there mm-hmm. are things that I don't know yet, and maybe details I'm not quite hundred percent on. How many hours into it are you? Um, maybe like six or seven. Like I'm, oh, I'm real yeah. early. Oh, but, but yeah, yeah. scratching the surface there. But yeah, yeah I, I really like it so far. Um, I don't know where it goes, but I'm super into it, and I think we can say more pretty soon. Yes, I mean, you said it's up by the end of the month. 
I believe it's out at the end of this month. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, we'll have more, and that's uh, that's cool because that's a Vita only. So it's not like a... I think it might be Vita and PS3. Oh, I don't really? think it's on PS4. I think it's Vita. And oh, PS3. okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Everything you were telling me about it at lunch sounds super cool. Sounds like that's something <laughs> I need to get a code for and play more. Yeah. I uh, I want to you know I want to get a better handle on it too because I, I I think everything I just said is is completely correct. I I'm so early though. Like I want to make sure that like. You know, I understand all the mechanics and stuff before I actually. Like, it turns out uh, you actually play as a dog, and it's uh, yeah. So I was actually just playing <laughs> Tokyo Jungle and it's Mobile, a match, and it's a match three puzzler. <laughs> I love puzzlers and dogs. It's the sequel yeah. to Card Fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, keep 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 your eye out for that. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. That sounds cool. Cool. We actually we have a lot of a lot of games coming out. Yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. kind of weird. A couple of them are important. Uh, some of them aren't. Some of them are not important. Yeah. Um, if you've ever wanted to play Magmax at home, Mag now's Max. your chance. Magmax. Yep. That is a weird game. What's Magmax? Magmax is a Magmax is a completely not particularly important arcade game where you play as a robot and uh, you start as like a little tiny piece of the robot and keep picking up little parts of him. It's a side-scrolling shooter. It has some neat effects where you move into above and below areas. It's based on uh, Max's life story. But yeah, but uh, other than the fact that it's got this hilarious graphic of the robot kind of continuously kicking his legs like this uh, mm-hmm. until they're blown off and you have to grab new legs for him, it's it's kind of unremarkable. Yeah. Um, it's uh, I. I like that they do the arcade classic stuff, but Magmix. What is that? Mag- what is it from? I mean, what era? Uh, Nineteen eighty-five or six oh, is Magmix. Yeah, it's just an it arcade game. No, uh, yeah, it was released on the NES, but okay. the port's not very good. I love that um, you always you have information about this stuff. We're like, what? What is this? And you're like, well, here's the life <laughs> story us, of the guy. Sorry, yeah. yeah it's, unfortunately, I, I got really excited when they had, uh, I think, Mooncrest up, but the, mm-hmm. this is uh, this is not. You know, F1 is based on Formula One. It's uh, kind of racing. 2015. So. I like F1. Been... 2015 is like that's a that's a tells you what you're getting. Uh, is one one letter and <laughs> F1 2015 PS4. Yeah, a lot of letters and numbers uh, there. Uh, the one after that is uh, Hot to Full Boyfriend. boyfriend. I want uh, a bird. Yeah. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. I want to swear the We're not going to spoil the ending here. Uh, there is, I only just found out about this. It's probably super old news. There is a like twist to that game. If you unlock the second playthrough um, or like the, the true ending or whatever, that is like Fascinating and totally different than what yeah. I would have okay. expected. So since the game's coming out this week, we won't this do it. A, no, I'm not going to legitimately say it. Look it next up, week or next yeah. week. The we'll just talk about what it is. And we'll is, we'll give yeah. spoiler warning. The Hatabo boy spoiler. Yeah, it is like so. The, the, the what the game actually is that you that you know. Like if you're playing this game, you yeah. play as a girl in uh, high school with all pigeons, and you're dating pigeons. You dating uh, some birds. Dating some birds. That is the basic premise of that game. Uh, if you a, if you play through and unlock enough of the scenarios. Uh, there's a like a true ending or a true experience that's like a new game plus kind of thing, um, and that follows a completely different story that sheds light on the actual story. And I, I have never played this game; I know very little about it, but I, I read what that twist is, and man, I want to play it because it sounds really yeah. Cool. I've been I've been dying to play this. This just seems like a perfect Vita game. Oh, yeah. totally. Also, because I'll be on the train, people are like, "What are you doing there?" I'll be like, "Dating a bird." This is my stop. I have There's to get also, off the train now. At the so beginning, I, seen, answer that. I played at some event. It was like GDC or something. Uh, maybe PAX. There was like the beginning of the game. You see like anthropomorphized versions of the birds, like as dudes. It's really weird to like so you understand the archetypes better. It's it's very strange. It's a very weird game. It's a game about trying to have sex with birds. Yeah. Yeah. If you had to date one bird, what kind of bird would you date? Falcon. Ooh, Ooh. we're very prepared. Falcon is uh, my go-to answer for like uh, peregrine falcon. A dozen different. Isn't questions. a peregrine falcon the fastest bird? Probably. Sure is. It's mm-hmm. the cheetah of birds. Yeah, America's next best bird. <laughs> my or something. My wife is terrified of emu, and yeah. one of the happiest days of my existence was being at a petting zoo and just throwing bird seed on her um, one day and watching what happened. It was it was oh really delightful. You were just talking about how you're celebrating your 14th anniversary. Is well, that that's why we've been together throw, so long. You throw seed that attracts your wife's <laughs> fear. Yeah, it was it was pretty marvelous. It Yikes. really was. It Here's was depression great, seed. Right? <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, no, that was a, that's a memorable day for Andrew, both. Andrew, do you like any birds? Um, Who's your favorite fictional bird? Ooh, this is tough. Yeah, no, it isn't. Uh, favorite wh- fictional bird? How do you know it's not tough? <laughs> you can name any fictional bird. I like big birds. Boo. Good, big yeah, birds. Chicken, chicken, boo, chicken boo, 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 is a good one. Yeah, the, uh, the good feathers. Big. big <laughs> are we only giving animaniacs? Alfred Chicken. Yeah, Alfred Chicken probably answer. Yeah, Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I almost said an F word. I really hate that book. Oh, that book. <laughs> no, I, I don't really like it either. That's the first time anyone on the show has ever not sworn and then apologized afterwards. Thanks, man. Richard Bach is, just a, is a is an awful man. I really hate that book. Why? What did he yeah. do? He wrote Jonathan Livingston Seagull. I never read that. Not, yeah, it's a it's not a, a big fan. If you ever w- wanted to read a greeting card that goes on for 87 <laughs> pages, there you go. 
Is it about a seagull? Yeah, it's about a seagull that just like if if there's a if all the people who did a lot of drugs in the '60s were sort of tired and got put on safer drugs in mm-hmm. the '70s, it is it's that. That's what you get. It's yeah. like it's like dentist office waiting room wallpaper. The book. Yeah, it's so awful. Yeah, Don't ever read Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Play a hot This week's episode brought yeah. to you by Sean Livingston Seagull. <laughs> yeah. Now available uh, on PS4. A, we also got uh, Journey on PS4. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know we, we beat a lot of dead horses on this show, but I feel like we've kind of just or, or eat Journey. Them. Yeah, we eat a lot yeah. of dead horses on this show. Journey. They're really um, good. Yeah, I'm updating our review. Uh, by the time this goes up, the footage is already on the site. That We have the first 20 minutes, so you can see how it looks uh, better. Does it look a lot better, noticeably? It, I literally haven't touched it yet. I got okay. my code this morning, and I was not the one who captured it, so I will see immediately cool. after this. Um, well, you, yeah, thank you, Chloe. It's cool if you already... Yeah, thank you, Chloe. That's rad of you. That's oh, last name as well. Um, if you own the game on PS3, you also now own the game on PS4, so cool. congrats. Yeah. There's a Nut Jitsu. Yeah, we're about to get in some weird ones. Nut Jitsu, what? which is probably about squirrels. Probably about squirrels, about, about ninja squirrels. squirrels, if yeah. I had to. Yeah, usually we have descriptions of the games with these. We don't have descriptions this time, so we're just yeah. assuming. We're using our imagination. We have Onichahabara Z2 I Chaos. I want to play Onichahabara Z2 Chaos because that's a game about bikini cowboy ladies fighting zombies. <laughs> it is the only uh, game where you cut stuff up that I've played where your sword gets gross after a while and you have to shake it off. Have oh, you ever played an Onichahabara game before? Yeah, yeah. I played, I played the, one of the earlier ones. I, I was like, it opens up with a shower scene where the ladies are just smelling each other, and yeah. it's just everything wrong with okay. video games. She, she's a cowboy lady, and her girlfriend is it's a schoolgirl. School right, yeah. yeah. And, and the two of them have to go and fight some zombies. But your sword gets so covered in gunk that you, like, body fluid that you eventually have to shake yeah. it out or Which you can't use it. kind of an interesting mechanic because it's yeah. sort of like having yeah. to reload your sword almost. You're yeah. Like, oh, no. It's, I'm glad this isn't a Wii game because you'd actually it is. Actually, it is a Wii game. Um, I had the Wii version. <laughs> Did you have to shake your... If I remember right, you did have to shake your nunchuck. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'll probably drunkenly play this at some point. No, I, I had the Wii version. It's so stupid, and I like it. Uh, Poltergeist, a pixelated horror. That sounds spooky. Um, Digital cross-buy with Vita, PS4. That's cool. What is it? I is it, know nothing about this. Is it attached to the movie? Is it based on the movie? Probably the not. Poltergeist? Poltergeist? Probably not. Hopefully it's, just on their great remake. It's based, on pol- so it's based on Poltergeist. Oh, there Still we are. We Poultry Geist and Nut Jitsu. All oh, right. Robert. That's another of those famous chickens. Yeah. Famous uh, birds. Cube Director's Cut is out for uh, PS4 and PS3. Cube's a pretty cool first-person puzzler. Came uh, in a big box. Came in a real... Uh, came in a big box? I think so. I don't think so at all. <laughs> uh, it was... <laughs> uh, it's like... Uh, sort of like Portal Antichamber. It's pretty cool. Mm. I feel like first-person puzzlers. Squares is out on Vita. Uh, it's the hit uh, sequel to oh. Triangles. Yeah, I love, I love squares. They're great. They're uh, like a rectangle, but they're all sides of the same. Yeah, it's an yeah. equal yeah. opportunity. An equal rectangle. lateral. 360 wow. degrees of internal angles. That's a one-to-one ratio right yeah, there. Yeah, that's cool. beautiful. Uh, Wolfenstein the Old Blood is out on retail. Uh, I reviewed it uh, digital. That's the, the, the prequel to... That was the uh, DLC. Yeah, it's yeah. the DLC. It's got zombies that come, uh, come out of nowhere. It's kind of weird. Yasai Ninja. That's the sequel to No Ninja. That's the... That's <laughs> We've, we've hit a weird wall. Yep. And Zombie Army Trilogy, if you haven't seen the hit trilogy. You know, everybody's played Zombie Army Zombie Army 2, but this way you get the first and the third one. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we apologize for not knowing what 90% of these games are. <laughs> Zombie Army Trilogy is like, if you if you tasked an AI with naming a, a video game based on every other video game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like sorry, that. people who made that game, but... Yeah, that's a really that's a zombie army trilogy. Okay, it turns zombie. out it's a lost classic. Do better, do better next week. Yeah. Um, Max, I have a game I want to induct into the essential fifty. Oh yeah, what Ooh. is it? I'm gonna tell you. Zombie soon. army trilogy. Zombie <laughs> army trilogy. Yasai Ninja Cube. Um, no, this was a uh, PlayStation One uh, RPG that came out very late in the PlayStation One's uh, life cycle. Pretty much by the time people had already moved on to PS2, uh, it is Chrono Cross. Oh, which is the uh, it's kind of a sequel to Chrono Trigger. Yep. I mean, it has the same Chrono thing. The the story ties are very loose and kind of come halfway through the game. And the battle systems are very different. Uh, but yeah, this was a game. It came out in 99 in it had Japan. A lot, of, a lot of discs, didn't it? It had a, a bunch whole, of had a whole mess of discs. It was like a four-disc game or something? Yeah. Can, can we just inaugurate the soundtrack into the Holy Essential 50? Holy moly. Yeah, really and, good soundtrack. And leave the frame rate and the character <laughs> roster behind? Hey, I didn't mind the character roster. So, uh... Yeah, this was uh, you know there are loose ties to the original Chrono Trigger, but you you just uh, you play as a a kid like a beach bum kid who also may or may not be the bad guy who's a big old talking tiger. Yeah, and you meet uh, a, your friend who's this like Jamaican girl, <laughs> but then you meet a whole bunch of other weird characters like you meet. Uh, 
you meet a voodoo doll, like a talking voodoo doll. Uh, you become friends. Like one of the party members is just a straight up bird. Is this like a block of wood? A block of wood is one of them. Uh, a a warrior who it, may or may not be a frog in human form from Chrono Trigger. Yeah, I'm, now Marty. Again, there's there's a lot to love about this game. The combat system is extraordinary. The soundtrack combat system is, is interesting. Yeah. Every, like characters have innate. Uh, they're sort of based on Nate. Uh, no, Nate. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but, I'm, looking, I'm looking up this block of but, wood. But that, that, <laughs> that, that character roster can just die in a fire. Why? I, what you, I, what's wrong with fire? Well, you one, wanted to kill two things in a fire today. I have been. I'm very angry. Very yeah, fire-oriented. And all the horses. You want to no, I didn't want to kill so the horses. I did not want to kill any horses. I just, but once like, they're dead, you, you just want to eat them. They're really good. I mean, yeah. horse is delicious. I, yeah. I refuse to ask for this story. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a story. It's just people. I lived in Japan. People in Japan eat horse. That's really that's all there is to it. So this wasn't Akira Toriyama attached to this. No, I think he was long gone by then. No, no, yeah. Chrono Cross is a, is a game that I've got a lot of affection for, uh-huh. um, but there, there is a lot wrong with it, too. I mean, yeah. it, it stretches on a lot. The, the the character roster is probably too large. You end up with a bunch of people you don't care about yeah, in your party I mean, at places. Yeah, sort of like the, Suikoden, there's a, like, uh, there's a, Okay, there's that's a fair. Luchador, but, there's but a it, mushroom, but it's Suikoden, there's a dog, but it's, there's a tea kettle. But in Suikoden, they go home. Like, at least most of these people have backstories. They have interesting oh, yeah. things to say. And a lot of them just go back to the castle and, like, do their jobs. You're not yeah. forced to shoehorn them into your party. Yeah, Whereupon and, and Chrono Cross, you kind of stuck around. Yeah. But that that we we just glossed over the music. I mean, oh, yeah. Dream Near the Shore of Another World yeah. is maybe the best video game song yeah. ever. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to say that this is a big old yes on account of the – by my count, there's about five different dogs you can have in your <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty exciting. So I think most of them talk as well. That's all I need from any game. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, playing through it and finally getting to that point where you go back to – Wait a uh, minute. One Luke. of them's a skeleton clown. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about He's that. A jester. I believe. Uh, oh, that so, thing. Uh, oh, that, I hate that thing. It's, oh, a no. Young, a young oh. Captain Olimar appears to be one of the characters. <laughs> he's, a, he's an actual space alien. And there's an anime yeah. pizza chef. Wait, is that just Zangief with a chef hat? <laughs> yes. This roster's kind of out of control. <laughs> it's a really weird game. Uh, uh, there, there, oh, go ahead. I keep talking about it. I don't know. There's the, uh, the moment where it does finally tie in with Chrono Trigger, and you go back to Luca's house, and she sort of has, it's it's this orphanage, and it's on fire, and you have to fix things. Uh, yeah. yeah, you like mean the, the part where it kills all your favorite Characters where it from kills Chrono all your favorite characters yeah. from Chrono Trigger, and it's, it's just really cool. Like instead of having different time periods, there's sort of a uh, there's a world and there's like an alternate reality world where what would happen if was I think if Surge is dead, mm-hmm. like if the main character doesn't exist, this which is, is such an important thing in that. As the name Chrono would imply, right? That yeah. In in the first game, it's all about kind of those multiple endings and different things that can happen. Yeah, and it's just it's it's such a bummer that. Uh, the series has seemed to just go on away and will never come back. Chrono Cross oh, feels man, to me like a back. game that they'd never finished. I really like it. Yeah, it's, it's a on good PSN, video right? game. Um, but what Chrono Chrono Cross? I don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean PS One is it on PSN. Things. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just imagine. I want to so. say it is. I could be wrong. I don't yeah. know. You've never um, been wrong. Never happens. But yeah. uh, it, it's it's a game that in some ways feels kind of unfinished, but it's not unfinished in the horrible, like, you know, Xeno way. Like, yeah. uh, it's not like a Xeno gear is unfinished where you're just sitting in a chair. It's mm-hmm. uh, it, it, They do manage to wrap it up. It just feels sometimes a little rushed there toward the end. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the battle system gets really weird. In order to get the best ending, you need to uh, realize that your attacks, you have to choose how you attack based on the, the rhythm of the song in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you would never know that that's how you're supposed to defeat the boss. Like the way that the musical notes of the song that plays during the final boss battle, you have to have those correspond, I think, with the different colors of your name. I, I had to look up a guy to finish the game. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, Chrono Cross. I like that. I like that video game. That'd be an enjoyable video game there. Yeah. Yeah, on account of dogs, I say that's a go. <laughs> yeah. Plus one. On account of dogs. Which is weird because usually I'm against dogs. I'm pro dogs for this game, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's because some of them are made out of cake, probably, <laughs> based on the pictures of them. Big fan of, big fan of dogs. Uh, I so love we're doing dogs. A, we're doing a thing here. Uh, you told me about this. You did this without my permission. You started this where we're recommending things. <laughs> is that how it is? We want to give some structure to the I end of the show. I recommend you rethink your actions. Sometimes you just end the show by being like, uh, we're like halfway through a sentence, and you're just like, okay, bye. And then Good you night. Go. It's time for a nap, everybody. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think it's a nice thing we do this on Unlock. We sort of we go around and, and we tell people something cool with that. something to watch. Last yeah. week, Brian talked about a, a show that you were on. Yeah, with the, chuckles and laughs. The comedy book. But you got to talk I about something else. To be sick the next episode we did after that, so I wasn't on it. But uh, yeah, I was on it instead. Though. Um, I was God, on it in your stead. One of my favorite things right now is I'm reading a book of. Um, it's a book. This is called Star Wars Costumes: The Original Trilogy. Mm-hmm. It is a large coffee table esque book about. 
how they made all the costumes in Star Wars. Ooh. And it's published by Chronicle Books. It's kind of expensive. It's like a $60 book, but it's also full of amazing photos of all the actual props and just like what goes into that. And it's uh, – I mean, it's kind of the opposite of game development in the sense that everything there is very, very real and physical. And it's like, mm-hmm. hey, we carved this out of you know plywood or polystyrene or whatever and made it, made somebody wear it on their head. Uh, it's really interesting talking about you know fitting fitting Carrie Fisher for that gold bikini and how that was an awkward time where they yeah, had to pull a little wax thing out of a freezer and make her wear it on her on her bosom. <laughs> and then have a conversation with her while the wax kind of molded to her and just I don't know it's I'm, I'm really into practical effects yeah. so if you like Star Wars and you want to learn some cool behind the scenes stuff that is a great thing to check out also if you have any interest in cosplay that is probably relevant to your interest too yeah that's super cool that's I like awesome. that a lot um, I so uh, Brian Albert and Marina Sanchez who are two of our fellow co-workers here uh, have started watching a bunch of classic movies that they've never seen yeah. and it's so, like every time I see them they're like we're watching Raiders of the Lost Ark for the first time it's really it is exhausting and it, it like it's one of those things where I just want to tear my hair out it's good that they're doing it but it's sort of just this like how yeah it? it's like they're so far behind on everything yeah. we yeah. watched Die Hard for the first time a couple months ago with them oh, man. Uh, but they watched for the first time uh, 500 Days of Summer which reminded me how much I love that movie and I, I rewatched it yesterday I still haven't ever seen that you need to watch it because okay. that uh, I do a lot of creative writing outside of work and that has been the most inspirational movie in terms of my creative writing of the last like, there's a wow. there's a scene called Expectations versus Reality that's mm-hmm. set to Regina Spector's song that's really really good it's probably yeah. the best sequence in that movie yeah it's really huh. good that's if you want a movie that is real about relationships and that'll make you sad, it'll make you uh, as sad as throwing bird seed on your lovely bride. Yeah, it's got that, uh, that made me bride happy, seed. not sad. Yeah. Bride seed. It's it's like it's weird too. There's like this sort of like <laughs> animated sequence and musical sequence and stuff. Like they're really cool. It's yeah, it's really smart. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that movie's cool. Go watch that, Andrew. Do you have anything neat? Um, as far as stuff I'm doing, uh, I'm, I, I did a, a good uh, interview about dreams with Media Molecule at E3 that I've very slowly been putting together. should finally be up this week. Yeah. Um, as far as cool stuff, uh, I'm trying to get back into reading. I like, I was like really good about like reading for a long time and I took like then eight months off and I forgot how to read. So I, I relearned. It's hard. It's hard <laughs> yeah. to find time to read. It's yeah. Yeah. Need, uh, less distractions in real life. And, and I'm trying to get better about that. So it's like, it's starting slow. Like a lot of people recommended The Martian, which I'd never heard of oh, until yeah. the Matt Damon trailer came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have book recommendations, please tweet them at me because I really would love to know. Like, I, I want to get back to reading really badly. I miss it. And it's like, don't I feel like Armada. I don't read what? Armada. Okay. The, the, the Klein book. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I heard bad things. That's my anti yeah. And I also hear bad things about the new Harper Lee book. Yeah. Or the, because she's new old Harper Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Jared. Yeah. Uh, I just finished a book by uh, Jeremy Parrish, who's the uh, editor in chief oh, of uh, uh, US Game. Yeah. And, former, uh, former IGN. Right. He is, he, yeah. he, the, he's involved in all kinds of things. He's, mm-hmm. he's forever dabbling in this project and that project. One of the things he's been doing is playing every Game Boy game in chronological order mm-hmm. from the first year of the Game Boy's life, Japanese and American. So he just finished a book uh, called Game Boy World 1989, and it's a compilation of the first 25 Game Boy games mm-hmm. from the Japanese launch and the six in the American. And uh, in addition to the beautiful box scans that he's done of absolutely oh, wow. everything and screenshots captured off the original equipment and, and this really neat setup he has, he also finds – Jeremy's just one of the best writers in mm-hmm. what we do, period. Uh, yep. And uh, I, uh, somebody that I just envy his, his ability mm-hmm. and, and his knowledge. And uh, he finds something interesting to say about games that you would look at and never give a sev- second glance otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he will find something about the Mahjong game that's going to fascinate you uh, that you've never seen or something about the Shogi did you, game. or something. Did you say Mahjong is Mahjong? Uh, I think I said it wrong, yeah. Uh, I, know, I just never heard of it. I have Mahjong. Impro- <laughs> yeah, I have impronounced pronunciation. Incorrect pronunciation. <laughs> anyway, uh, Game Boy World 1989, I, I read it. It's a quick read um, and it is lovely. It's a great new video game history book and everybody should run out and buy it because it's wonderful. Here, here. Great. Uh, we're actually yeah. working on a, uh, a summer reading list and I yeah, think that's going to be right. on there. So nice. uh, awesome. that'll be going up soon. Nice. Awesome. I love that. Some more at references. Yeah, yeah. In I like I like. <laughs> wow, wow, we All were. right. <laughs> and to go outside and it's like 2004. I always, I always end up conflating the scene in Borat with the naked wrestling with the scene in Eastern Promises with the with the naked wrestling. Wow, those are very far apart. I know. Yeah. It, it, it hurts my brain. <laughs> yeah. Cronenberg and, and Borat. Yeah. Like, yeah. So a lot of people um, – I, I, I want to point out that we started bringing back Borat references on the comedy button kind of as a mean joke because they're so unfunny. In mm-hmm. 2015, it's been like, what, 10 years since that movie came out? Yeah. Uh, basically, it's like when dogs fart. 
and they like leave the room and they're just like and they're just like oh I know this sucks and they just leave and everyone's like what the why does it smell like that in here it's awful and making a Borat reference nowadays is just like it's so it's so it's too late it's too it's too yeah. wrong and it's kind of just like it's not even a joke it's like a do- it's a dog's fart it's just a problem yeah, it's, it's a like, problem you've introduced to a situation it's a weird habit here now like whenever anyone says my Wi-Fi. Yeah. My wife, or white wine yeah. is a good one. Wow. Yeah. Oh, God. White wine. <laughs> all right. Uh, on that note, I, I apologize to everybody who had to hear that. Uh, thank you all for listening. Yeah, if right. You, if you'd like to follow us, yeah. if, you want, if you want to write. Yeah, you can write, uh, write. beyond at IGN.com. Send beyond. us letters. Send us uh, ideas for uh, topics, questions. Uh, yeah. We go through all those. Join our podcast beyond Facebook group. It's a really swell group of people. Uh, we sometimes mind that. We're always in there. We also mind that for cool things to talk about. Quickies with Brian or whatever he calls it. Or Brapid Fire. Cookies with Brapid Fire. Brapid Fire. Oh. Rapid fire. Oh. What was the other? Andrew. There was Brapid Fire and then there was an alternate name that we came up with too. I don't know. Fasty, fasties with Brian. Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah. I like cook, Cookies with Andrew. I think that's still like I, I just love you and a little, a little cookie van. Yeah, a little thing at McDonald and cookies just in there. Huh? Mm-hmm. All right. So okay. if you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm Max Scoville. Marty is McBiggity. Yeah. With some of the G's and yeah. some of the T's. I'm also at underscore Babette's Feast. Really? No. <laughs> All right. And uh, <laughs> Andrew, you're Garfap. Yep. And Jared, you are Petty, comma, Jared. That's right. With the C-O-M-M-A spelled don't, out. Don't cool. follow Brian. All right. Uh, Brian is... Um, brat Brap or yeah, something? Yeah, he's a, a horse e-books or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening and uh, beyond. 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 Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.